if you untie me, I will. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here. You're listening to Riley and Kimmy on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Uh, can, can you just loosen the hands up a little? For, oh, that is heaven. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time. They do not like my rhyme. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time. It's Riley and Kimmy time. Screw it, I'm done. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to episode 849 of the Riley and Gimme Show. The person next to me, we better watch out. She has not had a nap before this episode. Gimme! I got one nice. Gimme! Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. Oh, I am not a villain at all. I'm not. I, I've proven it with 848 other episodes, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And they're all available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. This is a very special episode. One of the things we're going to do, we're going to leave the Bat Cave here in just a few moments, and we are going to head to Orlando, Florida, out to Mike's Comics and Collectibles on Orange Blossom Trail Road, Kimmy. Yes, I'm excited. I am looking forward to this this is going to be a fun day, a geek day. I have no idea what's in store. I have tons of questions for Mike's Comics and Collectibles mm-hmm. because there's a big holiday just around the corner. A oh, big, yes. uh, it's a big nerd holiday. We're going to be talking about that big nerd holiday and other things. That's all happening with Mike's Comics and Collectibles. Are you ready, Kimmy? I'm ready. Let's get ready to go at warp speed over to Mike's Comics and Collectibles. The Riley and Kimmy Show's on location. We're at a place where we're going to be on free comic book day. And that is Mike's Comics and Collectibles out on Orange Blossom Trail Road, right across from the Florida Mall. Right next to me is Mike of Mike's Comics. Hello, Mike. Hello. How you guys doing? We're doing quite well. We're getting all nerded out. As you can see, I'm all uh, dressed up for the nerd event coming up on uh, May 7th. As usual. You like this jacket? I love it. Oh, good, good. Wore the tie just for you. Perfect. Okay. Now... Why we're here at Mike's Comics and Collectibles is to talk about free comic book day. And, well, I'm going to let, let the spotlight shine on you. Tell me a little bit of what's going to be happening right here at Mike's Comics. Well, most important, we're going to talk about free comic book day here in a few minutes. But we would like to talk about the uh, special guest that we have coming, which is uh, Jason Spabach. Oh. Um, he's a friend, one of the best artists out there. He's from Canada, and we are really lucky to have him come and join us that day. Um, we have laid out some of the books here that are blown away, but these are some of the past books that Jason has done, Batman Internal. Uh, there's some 3D covers that he did, and he's most recently coming off of Justice League. So if you guys have any of those issues um, that you want to bring in to get signed, he'll gladly sign them for free. And he'll be here from about 11 to 5 o'clock. Now... If someone wants to pick up some Jason Faybach, like these are available that we're seeing right now in the store? Yeah, we, uh, we do have a few left. Some of the books are a couple years old, so you guys are more than welcome to pick them up at some other comic shops if, you know, if they have them. Um, I'm friends with a lot of them. You can pick them up at Epic Comics on, on the east side of town. You can pick them up at Heroes Landing if you're in the Claremont area. Uh, if you're in Sanford, you know, you can pick them up at Comic Central. Uh, sorry if I missed anybody, but yes, you are more than welcome to bring your own books to get signed. Or, you know, if you're over in Space Coast, Famous Faces and Funnies, do their event and come on over to Mike's Comics. Absolutely. Rick over there is a great guy. Um, he has a lot of events going on, but if somebody wanted to stop his place, and, and we're only about a 45-minute drive right off the 528, uh, if they wanted to bring their books, they're more than welcome to come get them signed for free. 
Now, is there a limit how many books can be signed? I, within reasons, way I always tell people, but some artists I know will have a limit. They'll say, okay, only 10 books or 5 books or something. No, Jason's a really, really good guy. I mean, if somebody comes in with a box full of books, you know, we, we may ask you to wait till the end to uh, move the line along. But but for the most part, they come out to see their fans. They, they appreciate them buying their books, and they're usually more than glad to sign them. And like I said, it's absolutely no cost at all. Okay, now I know he's here at least till 4, is that right? Come here to at least four, maybe five, depending upon traffic. Uh, he'll gladly take pictures with you signing the books. Um, however, I want to make it perfectly clear that he will not be sketching. Um, he's down here on vacation. Uh, he sketches six, seven days a week. So to prevent anybody from calling or any questions or asking when he gets here, he, he, will, he will not be doing any sketches at all. But is he bringing any prints? Yes. I, um, actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because he is going to do an exclusive print for us. So uh, it'll be the one day to get it here, and he will be bringing some of his other prints to purchase, yes. Now, any hint what that print might be? I have no idea. You don't? No, he's been really, really busy, and I, I haven't even spoken to him yet, and he was going to come up with something, but I, I have no idea myself. All right, so that special print, whatever it will be, is available right here. You can find out what it is actually coming to Mike's Comics on Free Comic Book Day, which is Saturday, May 7th. Now, the store opens a little bit before Jason's here, right? Yeah, I think we're going to open up about 9 o'clock. Um, you guys can check our Facebook or go to our website and we'll let you know for sure. But normally we try to open up around 9 o'clock that day. And you welcome families and because I'm sure you're going to have a wide range, which we're going to get to here in a moment, of comic books you know, for kids, adults, and new readers and even old readers, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean we have a full store of, of comic books. Uh, we even have some a few outside vendors that are going to be here. Uh, Tom from... Uh, Pop Culture Playground. And the Daytona Beach Comic Con, which is a very good show. He is going to be here. He is going to be set up outside. Uh, he's going to have some of the older books, the vintage books, uh, stuff that I just don't carry here. We mostly just carry the new books. He has what some call the key books. There you go, key books. Yeah, yeah. You might. I, who knows what he has. I've even seen Golden Age that he has ha brought to shows before, Golden Age Comics. Uh, that is right. So, I mean, if you're looking for that stuff or you want to come by and meet Tom, uh, it's going to be a good time. Tom will definitely be here all day. He'll probably be here from 9 o'clock until 7 o'clock. And that might be a good chance also if you want to talk about maybe getting rid of your comic book collection for some reason, or maybe you inherited one. Tom, Mike can talk about that, right? Yeah, I mean, we we love to buy. I mean, that, that would be a good day. If you guys got some pop you know pop figures that you don't want that you either want to sell or trade or, or action figures, or if you have some books that have been laying around, and, you know, Tom can look at them for you. I mean, even if you don't want to sell them, if you want to know the value or maybe a little history on a book, he'd be really good, a real good person to talk to that day. How about statues? Are you in the market for, like, secondhand? If somebody wants, they're moving and they, they just don't have room for the, let's say, whatever DC or Marvel statue they have? I will buy anything comic-related, from hot toys to DC statues to toys. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna f uh, film the store here shortly, but yeah, there's pretty much nothing that I won't buy or trade. Okay, and it all starts May seventh for that event we're talking about. But anytime, anytime Mike's Comics is open and you have something that you want to maybe, you know get rid of, uh, find a new home for, they can contact you. Yeah, right? if it's an old toy that you have or an old statue, you want to bring it in and, and may not want the cash, if there's something new that you want, we'll be, we, uh, uh, we actually give you a lot more in trade than we would cash. Okay. And is there a, a hot pop vinyl right now? Just out of curiosity, I'm throwing a, you and I didn't, you know, prepare this. Is there one right now people are actually looking for, a, you know, the golden pop vinyl? 
man, there's just so many. We have over 550 different styles in this store. Um, 550? Different styles. Different styles. Different styles in the store. We we sell probably anywhere from 30 to 50 pops a day. Whoa. And we also buy probably 100 pops a week. So, um, yeah, there, there's not one in particular right now because they just they, they have so many lines and so many, they're getting new ones every day, it seems like. Um, but, but some of the older ones that are retired are some of the ones that people are really looking for that are really, really hard to get. Are you seeing the Civil War action coming into the pops where people are wanting the Captain America, the Iron Pops, and things like that yet? I, yeah, a little bit, especially with the foreign people, but I, I think it's going to explode right after the movie. Maybe stronger than Man of Steel, or not Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman? Absolutely. <laughs> One of Mike's favorite movies of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we're really looking forward to Civil War. We're going to talk more about that later on, okay. where we're going to be at uh, Regal. Um, but right now we're just talking about the Free Comic Book Day and the events that are going on here May 7th. Okay, and I'm going to give you a chance here to make some magic. Video magic is going to happen. These are going to be gone, and you're going to put out some of the free comic books that are going to be happening for Free Comic Book Day, right? We are, and in the meantime we do that, we do want to mention that this is this will be the fifth year in a row that we're doing a blood drive here. So the blood drive will be here from 11 a.m. till, till 4 p.m. Um, we're, we're really proud to do that, and, and, and they actually enjoy being here. They actually contacted us this year and had things printed out in flyers. But in addition to a free movie t- ticket that, that you donate, I'll also match a $10 gift card for anybody that, that comes in and donates blood that day. And that gift card can be used instantly towards anything. There's no restrictions. So it's a chance to be a superhero yourself right here at Mike's Comics. I mean, you're donating blood, you're being a hero, you're, you're getting a free movie ticket, and you're also getting a $10 gift card. So And a free comic book or two or three. Or two or three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And what I mentioned for the kids, that we do have a, a fire truck that's going to be here. Um, you know, they're going to be here in and out of their calls, but right now we're, we're scheduled 11 to 3, uh, unless there's an emergency and the fire truck obviously has to leave. Right. But you can take pictures with the firefighters and they could walk around the truck and, and explain that to you. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there some of those special Star Wars people going to be here? We do have some people from the 501. Um, I don't know which ones you're going to sh- uh, I just don't know yet. All right, so the 501st will be here. Somebody, some of them, the who knows who it could be, will be here at Mike's Comics and Collectibles. Now, Mike, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make some magic. You can play Houdini here, make this go away, and put the new stuff. We'll have it in just moments here. Time travel is going to happen here, and have the brand, uh, the new stuff, the uh, free comics. Or okay. free comic book day. Sounds good. I'm going to put you magic time. It's happened Somebody. now. Free comic books are on the table. These are some of what is appearing at Free Comic Book Day here at Mike's Comics. Now, would you like to tell us a little bit about what we're looking at, uh, Mike? Well, these are about 14 of the 50 books that, that are offered that day. Uh, we have everything from the, the Simpsons, the Doctor Who, you know, we got Street Fighter, Sonic, Pokemon. SpongeBob, Civil War, and of course Captain America, and, and there's about 30 different titles. I mean, there's about 30 more books. I think there is about a total of 50. Um, I, I, I do want to say we, we may be limiting books to about three per person, maybe more. It just depends upon how much traffic we have, and you, you know how the books are going that day. And, and it's really wise to try to get here early, right? Absolutely. And opening roughly nine o'clock. Check the Facebook page for Mike's Comics. And you will be posting or actively posting what's going on ahead of time and during the day as well. So tell your friends, load up the geek bus, whatever's necessary to get here, and have your friends come out and enjoy a fun day at Mike's Comics and Collectibles. We will be here recording an episode. You can become part of an episode. Matter of fact, if you've just seen maybe a 
you know, the uh, Civil War film, you can talk about it with us. Just no spoilers. We, we don't allow that, Mike. Spoilers. No, we don't allow spoilers. And, and one other thing I do want to mention is something that Mike's Comics usually never does. Uh, we are going to hold a sale that day. Uh, it's going to be 20% off the entire store. Uh, with some exclusions of the hot toys and sideshow products, which I'm not allowed to discount that much. But uh, we, we hardly ever have sales, and there, there's no gimmicks. There's no, uh, you know, you have to be here at 9 to 10 to get this much off. I mean, it's just straight from opening to closing. It's a straight 20% off everything. I, I know a few other stores will, will, will do stuff from 10 to 11 and 11 to 12. Right. and um, it's, it's not going to be like that here. I mean, it's straight, like I said, 20% off the entire store. Uh, and, and you know, then again, if you guys want to bring in items or toys to to sell or trade, I, I encourage that too. We'll have people here ready to do that. And I'm going to ask you something, which we we didn't plan this out. What about subscriptions here? Does is Mike a, a subscription family oriented kind of store? I mean, if I want the latest Captain America, can I get a what's called a pull list, a subby list here? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, we uh, we do have a pull list. Um, we really encourage. Uh, you know, actually, every comic book store likes the uh, pull service because it guarantees a sale of the book. There, there's no store out there that can actually order every single book that comes out in previews every month. I mean, you would be ordering 500 different books. Um, what makes us different from the other stores is that we do an instant 20% off cash. Uh, there, there's no stamp cards. There's no, you know, no, no gimmicks or you got to spend an extra dollar, you know, in order to get that free book. It's a straight 20% off. Um, not only do we do it on a subscription service, but if you do subscribe here, even if you pull books off the shelf, you still get 20% off and you also get 10% off the product in the store, like any kind of toys at any given time. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. All right. And you know, you can also order anything that's in that previews catalog, that big previews catalog, right? You could order anything, anything in previews, anything from Sideshow, you know, whatever you want that's comic related, even if it's older. You know, I, I do a lot of conventions around the country. Um, you know, we do the Orlando Toy and Comic Con, so I have access to other vendors. So if, if there's that toy or that product or that picture or action figure that you're looking for, you know, give me a call or shoot me an email. I'll, I'll more than likely be able to find it for you. All right, Mike, we have a link on our website to Mike's Comics and Collectibles and just check them out. Also friend them or like them on Facebook and stay connected. And you can also find everything that's in Riley and Kimmy show at Regal Cinemas Waterford Lakes. And we are getting ready for a big event that Mike's Comics and Collectibles is part of and is Stars of Hope. I have Mike of Mike's Comics with me right now. Mike, tell me a little bit about Stars of Hope. Uh, Stars of Hope's uh, foundation that Regal, I'm not sure how long Regal's been a part of it, but Mike's Comics has been a part of it for five years now, and it's a, a charity event that runs uh, 10 weeks in the summer. And some of the um, places that, that benefit from this is the Will Rogers Institute, the Boys and Girls Club, and the St. Jude Children's Hospital, and there's a bunch of other charities involved in that, and 100% of the proceeds do go to charity. Okay, and so if somebody comes out, I see, like you have the stars here, that somebody can get a... A star here? Yeah, they can buy the star at the box office uh, when they come up. The, uh, the um, donation's a dollar, and then they put it up on the wall for them. That's one part of the uh, oh. fundraising that we do. And what is this behind me? I see, like, a prize cabinet going on. This is a dis- uh, um, display that we do for the Civil War movie. Every every prize in there is either going to be raffled off, cherried off, or, or you can just win it you know, um, inside the theater. And uh, do I understand this right? There's, like, a marathon going on, an all-day... Thing, like starting at 8 o'clock in the morning? There is a marathon thing. It starts at 8 o'clock in the morning. You see the five movies. Uh, the last one starts at 7 and goes from 11. So you're literally here for about 15 hours watching every Avenger movie 
Captain America leading up to the Civil War. Nice thing about it is it, it, it's well-priced. It's uh, it's $35. It's 30 if you're a Regal uh, um, card member. So, for, you know, if you, if you divide that by uh, um, by the movie, it's about $5 a movie. Wow. And that, that I'm tempted on that one. How about you? Um, I don't know if I'll sit through the whole thing, but I'm tempted to buy it just to be able to have my seat reserved for, for Civil oh, War, yes. Uh, oh, okay. Now, before I get to uh, this uh, prize wheel over here, which uh, team are you on? Mike, I haven't decided yet. I really don't know. Captain America, Iron Man. It, it's probably Captain America. Oh, see, but I thought you're more Tony Stark kind of guy. Uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> the only other thing that we do want to talk about too is they, they do have a limited supply of the popcorn tins, which will be sold on that day. Um, the cost is 19.99, but you do get a tin and you get a cup, and it's free refills that day. So for twenty dollars, it's a great deal. Fantastic deal. I'm going to show this to Kimmy real quick here. Yeah, okay, got one right here, Kimmy, if you want to take a quick look at. Very, very nice. Now, over next to Kimmy, we'll get her to uh, shoot a little bit of video here, is a prize wheel. Can you explain the prize wheel? What What's the deal with the prize wheel here? The prize wheel here is we've already got it decorated with the Regal Crown thing. There's probably 20 different slots. You donate a dollar, and we have a bunch of different prizes, anywhere from a, a button to a comic to a pop figure, to a free spin, to free movie tickets. Um, and we'll be doing that all summer long for the 10 weeks. All right. And just somebody pays and then spins. They pay and spin, and they usually smile when they walk away. Ooh. That's from Mike's Comics and Collectibles. Now, Mike, when is this big event starting, the Stars of Hope, with Mike's Comics and Collectibles? It actually starts on the Thursday of the movie, which I believe is May 6th. Let me check that. Sure. It's going to be Thursday. I'm, I'm sorry. It's Thursday, May 5th. That's right. Yeah, Thursday, the, the Thursday May 5th. Um, May 5th. Uh, and uh, we'll be here. All right. That's at the Waterford Lakes Regal Cinemas. We'll have a link right on our website at RileyAndKimmy.com. And be sure to come out here, enjoy the big event, and also help. You can actually help with Stars of Hope and be a superhero yourself, right? Correct. And one more thing, I just want to thank the Riley and Kimmy Show for being part of the charity this year, helping out, and uh, we're really looking forward to having you here and help raise some money. And a big thank you going out to Mike of Mike's Comics and Collectibles for giving us a, well, a, a big nerd day, right, Kimmy? Yeah, thank you, Mike. Yes, Mike. Uh, we spent a lot of time with Mike on Mike and, uh, yeah, on Mike. Get that, Mike, on Mike. Yeah, we spent, <laughs> spent a lot of time with Mike on uh, Saturday in Orlando, talking about Free Comic Book Day, also Stars of Hope with Regal Cinemas at Waterford Lakes. Big thank you to the staff of Waterford Lakes Regal Cinemas for making us feel quite welcome. I love that theater. So do I, and I look forward to be well spending more time with them as we get ready to uh, work with Mike's Comics and Collectibles for Stars of Hope with Regal Cinemas. Mm-hmm. And that's just around the corner. By the way, videos from today's, or actually yesterday now, yesterday's adventure Saturday's adventure available right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, including a, and these are separate, some of these uh, videos, by the way. Uh, there are three total, but uh, one is just an entire tour of Mike's Comics. Mm-hmm. In case you've never been there before and you are in the Orlando area, or maybe you're flying in. It's very close to the airport, right, Kimmy? I mean, I mean, if you are flying in, you, it'd be mm-hmm. easy to get to, is my point. Or close to the theme parks. Right. So... Uh, very, you know, if you're you're coming, you're traveling, you're vacationing to Orlando any time, be sure to check out Mike's Comics and Collectibles. 
That's right. And don't don't forget, free comic book day for those who are in Central Florida. Mike's Comics and Collectibles place to go. Riley and Kimmy show will be on hand. We will be recording an episode that day. You can talk nerd with us, right? Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things we did, which was not on microphone here, not recorded, is we went to a movie at at. Regal Cinema's Waterford Lakes, right, Kimmy? Yes, we saw Jungle Book. Yes, Jungle Book in IMAX 3D, correct? Yes. Now, according to Variety, I just checked, the Jungle Book remains dominant at the U.S. box office, heading for an estimated $62 million for its second weekend, more than triple the opening of the fairy tale, and they do call it a fairy tale, The Huntsman Winter's War. Hmm. And they're, they're, it's really bringing a lot more money, according to that. Now, Disney's Jungle Book pulled in $16.5 million in its eighth day of release, towering over the opening day of Universal's The Huntsman, Winter's War. That was on Friday. And should the estimates hold, the Jungle Book will have posted the second, well, get this, the best second weekend of 2016, topping the $56.5 million for Deadpool on its second frame. Wow. And will wind up... The weekend with about $192 million after 10 days. Hmm. Now, Kimmy, I'm going to state something right here. This is not bashing the movie at all, just an observation. It was not a packed theater. No, it wasn't. It was a Saturday night. We saw it about 7 o'clock, I believe. Uh-huh. was not packed, which did surprise me. That, did, that was surprising. Now, here we go. First of all, my question for you, did you see the original cartoon, Disney's cartoon years from years ago? I don't think I did. Oh, okay, so you didn't walk in with, you know, it's not like the original or anything. It's mm-hmm. better, or it better be like the original. You went in just, you know, open eyes. Right. All right. What did you think of the movie? Um, I'd probably give it a C. I mean, I wouldn't see it again, and I don't really care to own it. Some of it was um, nice to look at. I love animals, and, and some of the animal... Animals were were very realistic, and um, I liked Idris Elba as uh, the tiger. Well, you you are an Idris. Um, Elba. I am a fan of his. Fan, you're a groupie. I'm a fan. Okay, you are or a fan. A I don't yeah, know. You're a fan. So, uh, but um, yeah, he's he's a great voice talent as well as actor. So. Oh yes, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, that the voice overwork, fantastic. Mm-hmm. In it. Um, you know, uh, for me, the only, and I'm not bad, I say, see this movie in IMAX 3D. Mm-hmm. You, you please do before it's out of the theaters, because it is gorgeous in so many scenes. Mm-hmm. It um, is. My, my uh, nitpicky thing is Bill Murray being used as blue, because mm-hmm. I have Phil, I... Har- I have Phil Harris, uh, classic old-time radio performer and big band leader, just a, a groovy cat in his day, and the way he sung, and and the parts of Blue, he will always be him in my mind. Yeah, it was like he didn't really have his heart in it. He was just kind of phoning, I think, phoning I, it in. Yeah, but I think kids will love it. That's the key, and mm-hmm. I and you know it's for them, and you know just uh, you know take take somebody there that's going to enjoy it, or if you need like we didn't want, we didn't need to escape on Saturday, but we, we had such a big nerd day. This just added to it. You know, right. It, it, right. We're continuing the nerd fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, I say, you know, take the families to it. Oh, go yeah. See it. Oh, yeah. See it in that IMAX 3D if you get a chance. Now, yes. I'm not a person who I have to see 3D every time 
or something like that. But this is one I'd say if you have a choice between 2D, 3D, take the 3D. Mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was good in 3D yes. in IMAX. Yes, I think it was worth it to see it in the in the 3D. All right, that's Kimmy's mini review, right? Mm-hmm. And so you give it a C, right? For me personally, I mean, just just saying that I don't really want to, you know, own well, it or see it again. Well, first of all, I give but... the movie four and a half out of five stars. Really? Yes, and I give the theater we saw it in five stars out of five. Oh yeah. Great theater. I love the theater. Fantastic theater. And I look forward to seeing so many movies coming out this summer at Waterford Lakes Regal Cinemas. That is a place I'd recommend if you are in Orlando. Yes, definitely. So there you go. Occasionally we have reviews here with Kimmy. She's our unofficial, official, unofficial reviewer. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) That's the way it is. So it's a definite go see. It's a definite IMAX. It's a definite 3D. Check it out. Yeah, maybe a B minus. Uh, see there, you're moving better. That's better. I, I, I'm starting to like you more. I'll, I'll sit next to you next time in a movie. Okay. You, you keep that uh, the other way you were going. I was not going to sit next to you next time. There are just a couple things that. Uh, oh, really like, oh but... come on! Are you just being nitpicky? I'm just being too hard on. Okay. It, probably. Yes. Okay. Enjoy. Go see it. it. It's an escapist film. It Escapism. is. Escapism. Have fun. And mm-hmm. you know what? It's a movie, and I'm I'm not kidding here. I'm not trying to get somebody to go buy a Blu-ray or a DVD or something, but you can watch this and watch the original. They can go right hand in hand. I can see that very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, going home and watching the original, and enjoying yeah. and enjoying both of them. Correct. I have a feeling some brilliant people at the Mouse will probably be marketing both of those in a package deal uh, sometime in the near future. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Just I do. I just I happen to happen to feel that way. All right, Kimmy. I have a question for you on this. Sunday, April 24th, would you like to play Nerd Geek Trivia? Oh, yeah. Now, this is something we do from time to time on the Riley and Kimmy Show. If you're brand new to this, we we just play this for fun. Kimmy cannot win anything except pocket lint and an occasional attaboy. We quiz her with some pop culture, occasionally history things, and when we really want to be fun, mathematics. No, we don't do the math part. We just do this for fun. It's usually things that are, you know, nerd-related, geek-related, or something that's impacted those things. Mm-hmm. Now, we throw dates out, questions for Kimmy, and they're, they're jumbled up. We don't always go linear. That way we can we can throw her a little bit. We don't want her to cheat. We don't want her to say, oh, that last question was 1949, the next one's 1950. So we try to make it fair, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. So we're ready right now for Nerd Geek Trivia on this Sunday, April 24th. Just checking with Kimmy one more time before we go down this path. Kimmy, are you ready for Nerd Geek Trivia? I'm ready. All right, Kimmy, it was on this date in history. A patent was granted for the first soda fountain. What year? 1950. 1833. So close. Yes, yet yeah, but so far away. He made his television acting debut on this date in history. Raymond Burr. Tell me, what year? 1952. <laughs> Can you say that one more time? 1952. You did it. Kimmy really? did it. Yes, it's pre-Perry Mason. He made his... His debut. You got it. Very good. 1952. Wow. I am amazed. Wow. Congratulations. It was on this date in history. David Bowie married whom? Tell me who he married on this date in history in 1992. Iman? Yes, you got it. It's on this date in history. MIT sent a television signal by satellite for the very first time. Kimmy, what year? Send a what? 
Because on this date in history, MIT sent a television signal by satellite for the very first time. Mm. Wow, that's tricky. I don't know. Um, 1950. 1962, Kimmy. Moving over to science, another science question. There's no way on earth you would know this name. Well, I'm just going to throw it for the fun of it. I don't think you would know this, okay? The real question is give me the year. It was on this date in history. The world's first cloned dog came to be. Can you name the dog by chance? Okay, I didn't think so. No. Can you give me the year? The dog's name is Joe. Sn- no, the dog's name's not Joe. The dog's name is Snuppy. Okay. Snuppy came to be. He was the world's, or I guess who is he? World's first clone dog, Snuppy, on this date. What year? 1982. 2005. Are you ready for celebrity birthdays, Kimmy? All right. Shirley MacLaine having a birthday today. How old is actress Shirley? McLean. 91. She is 82 years old. Ooh. Have you ever seen her anything that you really like that stands out? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Okay. Terms of endearment. Ooh, very good thinking. Mm-hmm. My favorite of hers is The Apartment, mm. and that is where she plays with Jack Lemmon. Mm-hmm. He's the love interest, and the villain in that movie is Fred McMurray. He is nothing like... <laughs> the father he plays in My Three Sons. Mm. It is a classic. I I state, you know, if you've never seen it before, it is beautiful. It's flawless. And that is The Apartment with Shirley MacLaine. Barbara Streisand having a birthday today. How old is Barbara Streisand? Um, 68. She's 74. Eric Bogosian, actor. You know him for the movie Talk Radio. And also, Law and Order, Criminal Intent. He played the boss. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yep. Very intense, beautiful uh, voice. Mm -hmm. Great great read. I love talk radio. Fantastic in it. How old is he today? 59. He is 63. Tell me, the first singer on American Idol to win a Grammy Award, that person is having a birthday today. Kelly Clarkson. And how old is Kelly Clarkson today? 32. She is 33. Ooh. See, you're doing pretty well. Okay. okay. All right, Kim. Yeah, you're doing well. Better so, be, be uh, handing over that pocket lint. Yeah, you won some pocket lint, okay? Congra- yep. Congratulations. Next question is not a question. We're just going to move on here, Kimmy. What we're going to do now is talk about a show that made its debut on this date in history because it's part of the Almanac, and that is X-1. Made its debut in 1955. First heard on radio, 1955, on this date on NBC Radio. Now, this show, without a doubt, influenced, in my opinion, The Twilight Zone, also Outer Limits, and other sci-fi fantasy programs that would be on television. And it was just a few years before The Twilight Zone. Very cutting edge, very just loaded with sound effects, ear candy, as I refer to it. Great acting, fantastic writing. And we have the very first episode of X minus one. We're going back to April 24th, 1955. This episode is called no contact on the Riley and Kimmy show.
Countdown for blastoff. X minus five, minus four, minus three, minus two, X minus one. Fire. From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future. Adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company presents... X... Minus... One... Tonight's story, No Contact. It was in the year of 1982 that spacemen first discovered the great galactic barrier. In the past ten years, rocket travel to the moon and the nearer planets had become commonplace. And then men fixed their sights on a more distant star, the remote planet known as Volta. Five exploratory ships went out and none came back, each in turn disappearing mysteriously at the same vanishing point, at an invisible wall somewhere in the vast outer reaches that became known as the wrecker of spaceships, the Galactic Reef. And yet, the explorers refused to admit defeat. It was on June the 2nd, 1987, that the rocket Star Cloud made ready for takeoff, the sixth to attempt to crack the barrier and win through to Volta. Now hear this. Condition green. Two minutes to blast off. Condition green. Two minutes to blast off. Well, Lewis, this is it. I don't suppose you'll be needing the ship's doctor up here on the bridge during blast off. I think not, Smitty. There's little chance of acceleration bends in these new overdrive ships. I'll be in my office then, counting vitamin pills if you need me. It's only a few steps. Good luck, Lewis. Thank you, Smitty. Uh, Lieutenant Collier. Uh, yes, sir. You're relieved. You'd better get down to navigation control and take over. Yes, sir. Uh, Lieutenant. Yes, sir. We've never flown together before. This is your first flight in a space vessel as big as the Star Cloud. Yes, sir, but I was trained in oversized jobs at the Naval Academy. Well, if you're half as good a navigator as your father was, you'll do fine. Thank you, sir. Did you ship out with my father? I served under him on one of the first rocket runs to the moon. I see. I almost went along on his last trip to the barrier. Um, too bad about that. Yes, sir. That's all, Collier. Paulison. Get me the ground control tower on the field. I want to talk to Colonel Harrison. Yes, sir. Go ahead, sir. I patched in the bridge speaker. Colonel Harrison? Yes, Captain? We're standing by for takeoff in 30 seconds. Good. The field's cleared of all personnel. We'll try to reestablish radio contact immediately after takeoff. In any event, there'll be a 24-hour ground monitor. Fine. Good luck. Hope you make it. Thank you. Bridge to navigation control. Have control. Call you. Ready, Lieutenant? Ready, Captain. The course is in the integrator for takeoff at 1,200 hours. All right. Stand by for blastoff. Bridge to engine room. Fire up your rocket chambers. Take off at exactly 1,200 hours. I'll read you off. 20 seconds. 19. 18. 17. 16. Hold it. Revoke all orders. 
Who turned in that alarm? Mr. Paulson, sir. We've uncovered a stowaway. Stowaway? Where? Hiding in sick bay. Dr. Smithson found him. Have him brought up to the bridge. Engine room, kill your rockets and stand by. Thorson, this is Colonel Harrison in ground control. What's holding you up? Trouble. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? There's a stowaway aboard. Stowaway? Yes, I thought your men were supposed to police this base. What's the All matter right, with you? Captain, take it easy. You know what this delay can do to us, don't you? One minute later, takeoff can throw us a million miles off course. We'll have to reintegrate the whole works. Well, look, how long do you think it'll take Don't to... bother for me for a while. I'm busy. Stupid idiot. Captain Thorson? Yes, come in, Smitty. Here's your stowaway. I'll court-martial the... Oh, Charlie. Can you use a good radio man, Skipper? Well, I see you two have met. Met? Skipper and me made 50 trips to the moon together. Didn't we, Skipper? Charlie, if you wanted to come along, why didn't you volunteer? I did, Skipper. They they turned me down. Well, what's wrong with you? Acceleration bends. They said my arteries wouldn't stand another trip. I'm sorry to hear that. But they're wrong, Skipper. I, I got one more good trip in me. Listen, Skipper, you... You, you know that these green kids, they don't know the first thing about space radio operation. Now, you, you put a man like me on and I'll, I'll be getting you bedtime stories from Mars. Charlie, you know the regulations as well as I do. I can't take you much as I'd like to. Colonel Harrison will murder me for this. Well, I'm sorry, Charlie. I'll have you put aground. I'll tell you what, I'll ask Harrison to put you on his ground radio contact, and it'll seem as if you're right here with us. He won't do it, sir. Well, he'd better. I'll have him busted to Corporal for letting you sneak aboard. Look, Charlie, you... Look, you better be off. Uh, Paulison. Yes, sir? I'm sending this man aground. Give him time to clear the launching platform. Yes, sir. So long, Charlie. I'm... I'm sorry. Good luck, Skipper. I thought you were going to have him drawn and quartered. If it had been anyone else, I would have, Smitty. But, Charlie, well, he's kind of special. Been with me since my first command when we began the regular run to the moon. And if he wanted to come along this time, well, it's only through loyalty to me. You know, Lewis, I didn't realize it before, but you're almost human. Captain Dawson, nav control, call you. Oh, yes, Lieutenant. Uh, how badly are we fouled up? Can you recalculate the course, or shall I cancel the takeoff? I've already plotted a new course on the integrator, sir. If we take off in exactly 30 seconds, we'll need to correct for only a one-degree deflection. I can do that before we breach the stratosphere. That's quick work. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Positive, sir. All right, Collier. I'm putting it in your hands. We'll blast off on your signal. Bridge to engine room. Prepare to blast off on navigator's signal. How are we doing, Collier? Coming on the bearing, sir. That's four, three, two, zero. We've intersected the course vector. Good work, Collier. Course is corrected, sir. We're ready to go into atomic overdrive any time you say. All right. Stand by. Yes, sir. Now hear this. Now hear this. Prepare for maximum acceleration. Bridge to engine room. Kill your rockets. Rockets out. Fire up number one cyclotron. Number one ready. Fire up number two. Number two ready. Withdraw your dampening rods. Mission chamber ready. Blast tubes cleared. All generators operating at capacity. Take it over, sir. Go into overdrive at the count of zero. 
Three seconds, Mr. Collier. Three, two, two, one. One. Zero. Zero. How are we doing, Collier? On course, sir. She's running hot and true. My compliments, Lieutenant. This job would have done your father credit, and he was the best navigation officer I ever saw. Oh, thank you, sir. Start your gyros. Put her on robot control. All right, the bridge is yours, Mr. Collier. If you need me, I'll be in Dr. Smithson's office. Yes, sir. You got us off the ground. You can thank young Collier for that. Chip off the old block. You knew his father? As a matter of fact, I knew him very well. First rate spaceman. Oh, is he the one yes, who. Yes, yes. He was lost in the galactic barrier on the second ship we sent out to Volton. Lewis, just what do you think this galactic barrier is? Oh, your guess is as good as mine, Doc. All I know is that five ships have gone into it, and none of them have come back out. You think it's a nit? How about Mestrovic's theory that it's a time warp in space? That the ships reach it and slip into another dimension. I think that's a lot of rubbish. My theory is that the galactic barrier is nothing more than a radioactive layer of some kind. Why do you say that? Well, we know that radar signals bounce off it like they were hitting an invisible glass wall. And we know that it destroys our ships and crews in some way. There's no other logical explanation. What makes you think we can get through it, Lewis? Because we're ready for it. The others weren't. The entire hull of this ship is completely shielded with lead. We can crack through any radioactive cloud ever detected. Besides, we're equipped with some new UHF radio devices that should enable us to maintain radio contact with Earth. Nothing can happen. Absolutely nothing. Now, who are you trying to convince? <laughs> well, myself, I suppose. Lewis, you've had your share of glory. First skipper to reach the moon back in 1962. You could have retired. Why are you risking this trip? Five ships are missing. Men like Prentice, Margotson, young Collier's father. I'm tired of seeing good men fed into that meat chopper. Then why are we going to Volta? We haven't any choice, Smitty. We're in a race, the kind of race where men and ships are expendable. According to the Interspace Code, the First Nation to reach Volta can claim it. Well, personally, I want no part of it. Now, I'll have to play physician, morale builder, and mother substitute for 112 slightly nervous men. And your morale doesn't sound too good, Doc. As morale officer, I can state without fear of contradiction, it is terrible. And something tells me as we approach that galactic barrier, I'm not going to be alone. Captain Thorson of the Star Cloud calling Earth. Hello, Star Cloud. Hi, Captain. Charlie. Well, I see they haven't court-martialed you yet. No, sir, thanks to you. Well, it's good to hear you. You can read us the funny papers on Sunday morning. All right. Now, how's our signal? Strong. Clear as a bell. Now, here's our log report for Colonel Harrison. You ready? Shoot. June 2nd, 1987. Four weeks out from Earth. Running through. No radiation. Operation normal. Still making our approach to the galactic barrier. That's all, Charlie. See you later. Good luck, Captain. I sure wish I was with you. How's the morale, Smitty? The men know we're getting closer to the barrier. They're beginning to show a little tension, Lewis. Well, how's their physical condition? Any sickness? About half the crew has come down with space blues. Ah, I was afraid of that. Are they bad? Same as usual. Lips and hands with a bluish cast. 
Eyes are sensitive to infrareds? I don't know. When I first started flying these tin cans, nobody ever heard of space blues. Well, now there's a theory it's caused by the terrific acceleration of atomic overdrive. Change in gravity affects the circulation. Hmm. What do you think? I think it's psychosomatic. I've noticed that the same men who get space blues under tension on a ship tend to get blue coloration back on Earth when they're upset. I guess it's just an occupational disease of space nerves. Uh Uh-huh. You think it's just uh, nerves, then? Well, young Collier's got a bad case. I, I think it's tension from overwork. Maybe he needs some vitamins. Lois, when will you realize that vitamins are not a panacea for all the troubles of mankind? Sir, I understand that you've relieved me from duty. Well, Dr. Smithson says you aren't looking very well, Collier. I'm giving you a rest. Sir, I feel perfectly able to continue. Your lips are as blue as Minnetonka. Captain... I'd like to remain at my post. Don't be foolhardy, Lieutenant. I'm not being foolhardy, sir. I have a special personal reason for wanting this expedition to reach Volta. Your father? Yes, sir. You think he might still be alive? I have to find out what happened, sir. I I think I understand. Very well, Collier. Report back to duty. What's the reading policy? Uh, We're getting a plus five radar bounce now. Coming off the barrier almost as fast as we sent it out. What's the interval? Two seconds. Shortening steadily. This rate will hit the wall in the next few minutes. All right. Alert the crew. Sound general quarters. Now hear this. Condition red. We are now approaching the galactic barrier. All hands to stations. All radiation detectors to be fully manned. Full security will prevail until further notice. That is all. Uh, Policy. Yes, sir? The radar bounces up to plus six. We'd better try to make final contact with Earth. Is Spark still trying to raise the base? Yes, sir, but he's not having much luck. Seems to be some interference. That's the radio room now. Yes? You got him? Well, cut in on the bridge speaker. Captain will take it from here. Hello? Star Cloud to Earth. Can you hear me, Earth? Hello, Skipper. I can barely read you. You're getting heavy static from Sunspot. That's not Sunspots, Charlie. We're right on top of the galactic barrier. Getting a plus... No, a plus seven radar bounce. Expect to hit the barrier almost any second now. Good luck, Skipper. If we crack the barrier and come through still in one piece... I'll try to get back to you on the high-frequency band. Got you, Skipper. Don't worry. I'll be waiting. So long, Charlie. So long, Star Cloud. Must be getting awfully close now, Captain. Echo's bouncing back so fast, it's almost beating the signal. When they go inside, hold on to your hat. That's when we run into the wall. Any second. Hold on. Here goes nothing. Here it comes. Nothing happened. We we made it. We made it, Captain. No radiation, no time warp, no nothing. (laughs) The the crew's gone crazy, sir. Let them. They've earned it. 
Doc, can you break out a few bottles of snake bite serum for medicinal purposes? I sure can, Lewis. This calls for a celebration. How's your morale now? It couldn't be better. How's yours? Couldn't be better. <laughs> what the... Condition red. Condition red. Radiation detected. Condition red. Radiation detected. Holy mackerel. Look at the needle on that indicator. Mollison. Mollison. Yes, I see it, Captain. Picking radiation like crazy. What's it like? Well, it's a strong impulse. What kind? I don't know. It's too long for a cosmic ray, too short for UHF. Whatever it is, sir, the ship is lousy. Well, track it down, triangulate it, and make it fast. I want a directional fix. Yes, sir. Engine room. Yes, sir. We're picking up radioactivity. Is the fission chambers? No leak here, sir. Check your gauges. Nothing here, Captain. Must be coming from outside. Damage control. Is our lead shield leaking radiation? Well, keep at it. Paulison, how are you doing? Uh, I've got a fix, Captain. Well, what is it? Well, I'll have to recheck my figures. Well, hurry it up. Angle is correct, but I... Now come I on, don't... man, for Pete's sake. Where's the radiation coming from? Sir, it's... It's coming from inside the ship. Oh, that's impossible. No, sir, I've checked it twice. Well, it's got to be the engines, then. If it is, sir, we're finished. Engine room. Yes, sir. That radiation must be in the overdrive pile. No, sir, it isn't here, sir. Are you certain? Yes, sir. All right, keep checking. Well, there's only one thing left to do. Paulison, get a Geiger counter. We're going to start combing this ship inch by inch. Yes, sir. All right, turn it on. Yes, sir. All right. Ready, Captain? We'll check the atomic guns first. Come on. We'll uh, cut through the officer's quarters here to ordinance. Now, turn here. Oh, wait a minute, sir. Huh? What is it? The signal's weaker now. Yeah. Let's go back. Hold it. Hold it. Seems strongest right about here. Well, it doesn't make sense. Whose cabin is this? Lieutenant Collier's. Collier? Oh, he's down in that control, sir. Oh, I'll try the door. It's not locked, sir. Oh, it's in here, all right. Listen to that counter. Strongest over here. Open that wall cabinet. It's locked, oh, sir. smash it. Oh, shut off that Geiger counter. Now, what do you make of this, Paulison? Oh, it looks like some sort of portable transmitter, sir. Must be foreign manufacture. I, I, I don't recognize the calibration symbols at all. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Which raises a small question. What is Lieutenant Collier doing with a transmitter in his cabin? I don't know, sir. Well, I intend to find out, Paulison. Get down to nav control and bring Collier up to the bridge on the double. Well, hadn't we better find some way to shut this thing off first? I know a way. <laughs> Lieutenant Collier, I'm going to ask a few simple questions, and I want a few simple answers. Yes, sir. What were you doing with a transmitter in your cabin? Transmitter, Captain? Oh, you know nothing about it. Oh, no, sir, I don't. Do you recognize these calibration symbols? No, sir. Can you think of how it might have been placed in your cabin without your knowing it? No, sir, unless someone came in while I was on duty. Would that have been possible? I suppose so, if someone had a key. I found your cabin door unlocked. Well, I meant a key to the wall cabinet. I... I didn't say the wall cabinet. Well, I... Uh... You what, Lieutenant? How could you have known it was in the wall cabinet? Well, I just assumed, sir. Lieutenant Collier, I find it hard to believe you would lie. Having known and respected your father. Having observed the way you handle your job. However, I intend to get to the root of this thing. May I have your wristwatch, Lieutenant? Sir? Your wristwatch. Yes, sir. Paulison, turn on that Geiger collar. Yes, sir. Hold this watch next to it. Yes, sir. That's all. 
Lieutenant, if you hadn't any close contact with that transmitter, how do you explain the radioactivity of this watch? Well, I... I don't, sir. I think you'd better. To whom were you sending those signals? Condition red! Condition red! There's your answer, Captain. What is this, Collier? Alien spaceship approach. Alien spaceship approach. Collier, who's aboard that ship? All right, now talk! Very well, Captain. My mission seems completed. Your mission? Are you admitting that you're an agent of a foreign power? I am stating it. What nation? No nation, Captain. What? I am an agent of the Voltan government. Oh, what? The government of the planet of Voltan. You're crazy. Are you so stupid, Captain? Did you think your people are the only ones who can invade another planet? What do you mean? We've had agents operating on Earth since 1945. I don't believe you. What do you think happened to those five ships, Captain? Where do you suppose we got our information? Your language, your culture, family background. Your appearance, you, you look like... Like Commander Collier? Well, is that so surprising, Captain? You see, Captain, we had a living model. I ought to kill you. That would be very foolish, Captain. I would advise you to surrender without delay. Alien ship now coming in water range. I'll deal with you later, Collier Paulison. Yes, sir. Put this man in irons. Take him away. Don't worry, sir. We'll take good care of him. Carpenter, Robinson. Gunnery. Gunnery Richardson. What's the range? 10,000 meters. They're closing fast. Put your guns on radar tracking. Tracking. Coming on the bearing. Fire. Fire, Richardson. Richardson, did you hear me? Fire! What's the matter down there? Did you hear me? Richardson, answer me. It's no what? use to shout, Captain. Collier, how did you get loose? Where's Paulison? Lieutenant Paulison is dead. All stations! Lieutenant Collier has escaped. Seize men! Don't waste your breath. Your men can't hear you, Captain. What? Those still alive are my men. You're lying! No, Captain. Every ship that has ever left Earth was controlled by a Voltan crew. That's impossible. Those were hand-picked men. Hand-picked by us. I don't believe you. No? Then why not call for help? Carpenter, Robinson, Haley, report. You see, Captain? Captain. Carpenter! Robinson! Haley! It's quite useless, Captain. I would advise you to sit very quietly and do nothing. Very well, Collier. You beaten us. What now? The ship will be taken to Volta for, shall we say, further experimentation. I see. Of course, there's one thing you hadn't counted on. Just what is that, Captain? Carpenter! Are you in there, Lieutenant Carpenter? We can't all be dead. There must be one alive. Smitty, Dr. Smithson! Smitty! Smitty, what have they done to him? Lewis, oh, I... dirty... I, I, uh, don't talk. I must lean, lean closer. It's not much time. Lewis, space 
Blues. Space blues? What is it, Smitty? What are you trying to tell me? All men with space blues. Voltans. Now, now, let me help you. Oh, no, Lewis. Get message back to Earth. Voltan fifth column. Watch out for space blues. Smitty. Oh, Smitty. Captain Thorson. Captain Thorson, you can't hide from us now. Come back to the bridge and surrender. Or my men will come and get you. Hello. Hello. Star Cloud calling Earth. Oh, please, God, let me get through before it's too late. Hello. Star Cloud to Earth. Come in, please. Come in, please. Hello. Hello. Star Cloud to Earth. Captain Thorson calling. Charlie, come in, please. Hurry. Hello. Oh, hello. Can you hear me, Charlie? Skipper, is that you? Are you getting my signal? It's coming in a little louder now, Skip. Keep sending. Oh, my God. Now, look, Charlie, listen to me. Not much time. Get word to Colonel Harrison. Crew mutinied. Most of crew members, Fultons. What? Fultons. Spell that. V-O-L. Fultons. That's right. They're from the planet Volta. Skipper. Skipper, are you all right? Now, Charlie, this is serious. They'll be here any second. Now, listen. They have a fifth column on Earth. They're planning to invade you. You mean it? Of course I mean it. Tell Harrison, posing as humans. You can detect them by space blues. You got that only Fultons get space blue. Charlie, did you hear me? Space blue. I get you. They're breaking in, Charlie. I'm defending you. Warn everybody. Captain. They've opened the door. So long, Charlie. Tell Harrison. Captain. (laughs) Captain Thorson. Hello. Hello, Star Cloud. What's the trouble, Sergeant? I was just trying to raise the Star Cloud, Colonel. I had any luck? No, sir. No contact. No contact, eh? No, sir. Nearly an hour since they hit the galactic barrier. I don't understand why they haven't tried to get a message back. No, sir. Neither do I. Oh, all right. I'll take over for a while. Yes, you you do that, sir. It's all yours. Right. Oh, and Charlie, uh, you better go out and get yourself some coffee. You look a little blue around the gills. Tonight, X-1 has brought you No Contact, written by George Lefferts from an original story of Lefferts and Ernest Kenoy. Featured in the cast were Louis Van Ruten as Captain, Donald Buca as Collier, Wendell Holmes as Charlie, and Bill Griffiths, Bill Smith, Matt Crowley, and Ken Williams. Your announcer, Don Pardo. X-1 was directed by Fred Way and is a transcribed NBC Radio Network production. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts.